This is episode 42 of Everyday Wellness, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex with Lisa Davis. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist and mind-body coach, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, functional nutritionist and nurse practitioner. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in wellness, nutrition, nursing, and coaching. Our goal at Everyday Wellness is to share easy strategies to help as many people as possible become healthier. You can help us out with this goal by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. The process takes just a few minutes and it allows our podcast to be seen when listeners like you are searching for high quality health and wellness podcasts. We are so grateful that you're here and for taking time to leave us a review. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Welcome, Lisa. We're really excited to have Lisa Davis here with us today. She is an experienced radio personality with a quick wit who has interviewed hundreds of internationally renowned doctors, dietitians, athletes, and celebrities. She has a show on regional NPR and is a co-host and producer of a naturally savvy radio on Radio MD, and also the host and producer of the podcast Clean Eating Dirty Sex. She was a regular contributor to Carol Alt's National Health TV show and has developed many radio and TV shows as well as the sh- sorry as the video shorts. What's hot in health with Lisa Davis? Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Cynthia Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited to have you. And I think the logical place to start is with an intro like that, doing so many different things. How did you? And in the background, having a master's in public health, can you tell us how you came to? do all of these great things? Well, when I was getting my master's in public health, my favorite class was health communications. And to make a long story short, we were doing this public service announcement on sun protection. And the guys who were filming it, they had, you know, they had a company and they would do different commercials and TV stuff. And they said, you know, Lisa, you got to get out of this health stuff. You need to be on TV. And I said, I'm 31 years old. I'm not an actress. I don't know what, you know, what I would do. And they said, well, just keep, keep going in the direction of media. You, you have, there's something you have. We've seen a lot of people. So I thought, well, I love health media anyway. So when I graduated, I volunteered for a year at a community television station. And I highly recommend that to people. And I got a lot of good experience. And it was super fun. I met great people. And then I took all my videotapes in the 90s <laughs> to a local station. And they had a movie review show and a business show. So I bugged the um, manager there for six months to <laughs> to <laughs> give me a chance. I had this health show idea. So make a long story short, I did a show called Health Power. And that kind of started it. And then uh, that lasted a couple of years. And then the studio or the station was sold, unfortunately. And I ended up leaving California, moved to the East Coast, and I ended up getting into radio. And I started at a community radio station. And 
I, it was going to be this just little show of just local people. And I thought, why not? It's radio. So I started reaching mm-hmm. out to like celebrities and our publicists. And all of a sudden, I was interviewing all the same people that were on all the national shows. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And then it just kind of took off from there. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. You know, that it's interesting how our lives kind of, you know, transcend how we where we start from and and where we end up. Um, And certainly, it must be really empowering to have the opportunity to interview so many, you know, like minded or non like minded individuals. I'm sure that clearly will influence, um, it influences everything that you do from that point forward. Definitely. And I just want to encourage people, you know, go down to your local community TV station and and look past the crummy sets and the plastic plants. No offense. I love community TV. Because I think for me, I had to be honest, at first I was like, oh, man, like I just I just got my MPH. And now I and I was doing all this great stuff and this really professional PSA commercial and other stuff we did. And now I got, you know, what? And then I thought, you know what? Get over yourself and get some experience Mm -hmm. and have some fun. And it was a really, really great experience. Oh, I love that. You know, I think, you know, TV work is really a great way to introduce people to different concepts, maybe ones they aren't exposed to. Although it's interesting, I was saying to someone the other day with the advent of, you know, communication is is 24 seven. Now it's not like the days when um, I'm going to date myself when I was in college, I had to read the newspaper before my poli sci classes, because (laughs) there was no internet, you couldn't just pop on the internet and get current events. Um, I, I said, I'm really curious to know, like, how many people are actually watching the morning news, because news is, you know, it's it's 24 seven, you know, no one's really necessarily sitting down and watching um, TV every morning, or at least, you know, we're tangentially connected to the news, but we're connected to phones and tablets and the ability to see the news. I said, I'm always curious to know who's watching the local news stations, but definitely there's so much great value um, and so many opportunities to be exposed to different peoples and ideas. Yeah, it was really fun. And even when a friend of mine who was working at the community radio station, she said, well, I know you're not doing TV now. Do you want to do radio? And at first I was not really into it. I just love TV so much. And I thought, wait a second, what am I doing? This is still a great avenue and I can reach lots of people. And now it's been 10 years. Uh, oh, my goodness. 10 years in February, actually. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> and, awesome. Uh, I love anniversary. it. I really do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I really do love <laughs> it. And I don't think it would happen without getting my foot in the door in that way. Because it's not, I think, you know, 30 years ago it was different. But now it, it's, 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 radio has changed. You know, podcasts mm-hmm. have changed things. And I'm grateful that I got that experience when I got it. So you've been working in radio with TV. All Mm -hmm. of this led to a book. How did that happen? Well, I was thinking about something... Well, two things that I was really into. <laughs> People are going to be like, ooh, la, la. No. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were making a joke. And, and I said something about how clean eating and dirty sex are my two favorite things. And then I said, wait a second, that's a book. Now, I should clarify <laughs> up front that the book is not about dirty sex. There's nothing about dirty sex in it. I've had people say, oh, I'm not going to read that. I'm not into dirty sex. And I said, my 14-year-old could read this. It's not about that. It's about having right. a healthy overall life that can enhance your sexual health. It's very holistic. Mm-hmm. But I like a play on words. I come from a family with a lot of humor and puns. And I thought that was I thought that was fun. Um, so I was speaking with uh, somebody about the fact that I really I wanted to do a book, but I didn't even know where to go. And I told her my idea. And she said, I think and this woman had a book. And she said, I think my agent would like that. And literally five minutes later, I was talking to her agent and she wanted to represent me without seeing anything. She just, I, you know, wow. yeah, I mean, told her about my platform. And and I have to be honest, I'm not the best writer. My brother and sister uh, helped me with this book. Um, I did the interviews. I have the contacts because I interview over 40 amazing experts. But 
my sister's a really good writer. My brother's really good with humor. And it was sort of a family affair, which is <laughs> interesting. No, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was really nice. So I definitely thank them. Um, but it turned out great, I think. I'm really proud of the book. And I think it could help people even if they're not sexually active. I think what, wherever you are in your life, if you just want some great advice and great recipes on all aspects of health, uh, I think this is it. Well, and it's interesting because my niche is really female hormonal health. So I read it with great interest. Um, and I do agree that um, there needs to be accessible information. You know, I skimmed, you know, through it last night and love that you were talking about healthy fats, which we know are, you know, foundational oh, yeah. to healthy hormones and that you even touched on, you know, your own personal experience um, with, you know, healthy aging yourself and, um, you know, the, the perimenopausal years, which I actually just did a TEDx talk on this, um, <laughs> this very subject. So it's near and dear to my heart. Um, but really important that we're putting good information out there for, you know, women that are before that stage in their lives. And for women that are after that stage ways that you can support your body, you know, with food with clean eating food. And that's so crucial. Oh, it is. Oh, gosh, I, I write in the book when I turned 43, it was like a switch went off. Mm -hmm. I was so irritable. Mm -hmm. And my PMS, which had never really been an issue was an issue. And I was breaking out and I was sweaty. <laughs> it's just really it's second uncomfortable. It's the second puberty. Yeah, second <laughs> puberty. Was bad enough. I'm like, come <laughs> on. So I, I think that obviously was so important to to put in the book and to get your hormones checked and to get your thyroid checked. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, no, Cynthia, I know you know all about this. It's key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it. I think um, the thing that I find frustrating is so I'm, I'm Western medicine trained and then I'm functionally trained. And so mm -hmm. what's really frustrating for me is how many missed opportunities, you know, if you're not thinking about how a woman is making this transition and how you know, the thyroid, it's so much more common for women to have underactive thyroids. And we know 80% of women with underactive thyroids have got Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune issue. Um, but just, you know, recognizing that this is a time in a woman's life when, you know, she's got children that are, you know, they're no longer toddlers, they're probably school aged or older. Um, you know, there's role transition within your jobs. And there's just a lot more stress um, and different kinds of stress. And so it's so, so important that we're supporting our bodies in a proactive way. I mean, that's, that's what I loved was that it's, you've got a really nice, proactive message that's accessible for everyone. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was the goal. And I think, one of my favorite parts of the book is the memoir sections. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was important to share that I was the dirtiest of eaters. I mean, my mm -hmm. God, the, the amount of Girl Scout cookies, Thin Mints, of course. <laughs> Come on, Thin Mints are the best. <laughs> I hid in my little green desk drawer was because my mom was such a health nut. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I want people to read it. But then, And, and mm -hmm. then also sharing my experience with sex and love addiction and, and – just using sex in an unhealthy way because I grew up feeling like a loser. And I mean, I think so many of us struggle and when we can be open and share, I just think it helps all of us. It's so interesting. I was actually just listening to a podcast uh, yesterday and Dr. John Demartini was talking about how addictions are off often a compensation for us not being able to fulfill our highest values. So mm -hmm. I think it could be said, you know, here with love and, and sex addiction, it could be because you weren't able to really express what those highest values were. And, and I wonder if this book coming out with this book was kind of a way for you to really harness your creativity. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I know, I love well, that. I do, right? and I, I feel like, you know, when you have the issues that I had, 
I mean, they go away. I've been happily married to my husband for 20 years, but there's still like attention seeking behaviors and flirting mm-hmm. and things that I really uh, not, I pretty much cut back. I would say I'm pretty much um, on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> much to the much to the bummer of some of the men out there I was flirting with, but um, oh my goodness, yeah. Yes. But I think you know, but putting your energy into something else and putting your energy into mm-hmm. something creative. I think for so many years I was like, I have to get attention and I need to do this or I have to look this way or I have to act this way. And and instead of saying, okay, this is who I am and I want to do healthy behaviors now, and I think the book really helped with that. That's great. Can you can you give us a sneak peek into some of the foods that you talk about as being the best for our sexual health? Oh, definitely. And and I'd love to give a little background too because I think sometimes people think aphrodisiacs and then think they they're not really real and I think some are and some aren't. But what I wanted people to know or I want people to know about this book is it is science-based and what we're looking at are antioxidants, flavonoids, and nitric oxide. So when we're talking about female and male sexual arousal, this is just the physiological part, not the emotional parts and some of the other things we talked about, the hormones and stuff like that. It really has to do a lot with blood flow. So when you have foods that are rich in antioxidants and flavonoids and nitric oxide, that all helps with blood flow and healthy blood vessels. So if you're going to eat a beet, that's a really good thing to eat because the beets mm-hmm. have the nitric oxide or they have the nitrates, which are not nitrosamines, which are put in meats, which are bad. They're, it, it was confusing. I remember when I first learned about this. I'm like, wait, what? Nitrates? <laughs> those aren't good. I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Those, these are the ones that occur naturally in plants are fine. Um, that turns to nitric oxide. When you eat watermelon, there's something called L-citronine, which converts to L-arginine, and then L-arginine converts to nitric oxide. Yay! So it all goes back to that. So <laughs> apples have something called quercetin, which is a great antioxidant, and that helps, again, with the blood flow and also with the flexibility of... Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30-plus natural ingredients, and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. 
the last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. The blood vessels, uh, sweet potatoes are great. Healthy fats. I'm I'm the biggest healthy fat lover. I swear. I just I'm glad you brought that up, Cynthia, because I'm such a huge fan. So avocados, mm-hmm. olive oil is great, and oysters actually. You know, those are in that aphrodisiac category. Those mm-hmm. are actually good because they do have zinc, which helps with uh, testosterone. And uh, I do eat grass-fed red meat. Uh, that also helps with zinc. Uh, I'm not a vegetarian. I do recommend people eat uh, a very a primarily plant-based, I would say, with, with a heavy on the healthy fat and some meat if they'd like, but try to make it grass-fed. Mm-hmm. So those are the main foods. Also, I mean, there's asparagus. Oh, berries, of course. Berries yeah. are just like antioxidant flavonoid, you know, kings and queens. So those are some of the best foods. And, you know, what's really interesting is that we're talking about a diet that helps with sexual health, but we could recommend this kind of diet for overall health, exactly. too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I just interviewed Dr. Stephen Masley, who, if you haven't had him on, he is fabulous. And uh, I've had him on all my shows numerous times. And he has a new book out that has to do with brain health. And I was looking at the diet and I said, oh, my gosh, this is pretty much like this and he said yeah because mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels in terms of the healthy fat the flavonoids the yeah. antioxidants the you know things like that so it, that's why I was saying even if someone's celibate these are the foods that you want to be eating and if you're you know you want to be more active you want to have more energy these are also the foods that are going to be really beneficial for that and it's interesting because the dogma you know when I was in my training 20 years ago was all focused on Oh, goodness, a lot of carbohydrates and not the ones that we're referring to. um, And (laughs) a lot of non fat, low fat stuff. And so I almost feel like, you know, my whole experience as a nurse practitioner was working in cardiology for 16 years. So I always feel like I have to apologize for that (laughs) and always say, I'm sorry, I ever recommended non fat or low fat anything because you know, there's no value in that it's just full of chemicals. But on the contrary, now I get to talk about all the wonderful healthy fats that our bodies really can assimilate and use and aren't full of added sugars and chemicals. Uh, But the dogma has really shifted, or I believe the movement to shift the dogma is really starting. And and one of the, the ways that I have really kind of enjoyed voicing my opinion is on Twitter, which there's actually a, a good amount of people that are very like minded 
and are very focused on, you know, the ancestral diet where you're really eating less processed or unprocessed food, food in its natural state. And I think it's a way to kind of get our bodies back to the way that they're intended to be. We're not intended to graze all day. We're not cows. Um, and we are certainly in a position where, you know, we don't give our bodies time to actively digest our food because we're constantly eating. And between that and the non-fat, low-fat nonsense and too much sugar, you know, the the escalating rates of obesity, I, I am a huge proponent of anyone that is spreading the word about a healthier diet because I think that's so needed and so necessary. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, we talked uh, before we started taping about Twitter and Dr. Mm -hmm. Lori Shemek, I don't know if you follow her, but she's fabulous. She's Mm -hmm. in the book and she is huge on healthy fats as well. And I, and Mm -hmm. speaking of that, when we were talking earlier about the women's hormones, and this goes back to Dr. Masley, uh, I have him in the book also talking about that if men are on an ultra low fat diet, that's hurting their testosterone. So exactly some avocados, some olive oil. I've been really into this stuff called SCT oil and it's made from organic grass-fed butter. And it's similar to ghee, but it seems to be even less allergenic. I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm learning more. But I've been making this concoction that I eat every day with rice cauliflower. I saute leeks and mushrooms and avocado oil. And then I take some kind of organic chicken sausage or a little grass-fed beef. And then I make some yams and mix it all together. And all it needs is a little sea salt. And it really satiates me because of Mm -hmm. the fat. And it's fabulous. And I'm just, I'm not a grain person. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wish I was, but they just make me tired, even whole grains. So I've had to find my way around that. And without the satiating fat, I would be hungry all day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it, is that concoction that you just talked about one of the recipes in your book? It's actually not, but there's so many great recipes. I mean, that one is just so so easy, but um, and I'm happy to you know share it again. But one of the things that I love so much in the book as well is the recipes were created by Erin McDonald. She's a registered dietitian. She's the uh, she doesn't clean eating. She's a, excuse me. She's a registered dietitian. I can't get this out for clean eating magazine, <laughs> and she is amazing with spices. So. Some of my favorite recipes are the spiced chicken thighs, which are absolutely fabulous. She has a great uh, rise and shine breakfast bowl, and that actually has a little bit of quinoa in it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I do eat quinoa from time to time. I can tolerate that. But again, it depends. I mean, my husband eats whole grains, and he does fine with them. So I think, again, we're all, you know, there's certain, to me, across the board, we need to eat more whole foods, obviously. But then there's certain people who can get more whole grains in there, and certain people like me who can't. Uh, one of my other one is the shrimp with collagen cauliflower mash and garlic kale Mm -hmm. that that cauliflower mash is amazing it's just so incredible what you can do these days with cauliflower well, and not to mention the fact that good photos, um, at least his book has some amazing photos. I was, I actually looked, I don't normally look to see who the photographer was, but when I got oh. to the end of the book, I was like, God, the, ph- the photography, it's, it's so tantalizing when you're looking at these photos, you're like, I want to make that. Um, that looks oh, really appealing. Um, but getting so back to grains to and that. it's some. Yes. Oh, sorry. Getting back to grains. I was going to take no, no. them, by the way, just to tell you with the photos. And I remember Aaron saying we and I would make stuff, and it would they would look good. But I thought I'm not a for, for, you know I'm not a food stylist. I'm right. not a photographer. So yeah. luckily, Wendy, I think if I remember, I think it's McElfish. I think that's her last name. I'll look in the book. She's fabulous. She's a beautiful job. She did a yeah. I was like, holy cow. And they really yeah. are delicious. So what were you, I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. Cynthia. No, no, I was going to say, you know, it's all about bioindividuality. So some of us, you know, right. as we get older, tolerate dairy and gluten and grains, and some people don't. Um, and so there, there's, there's no right or wrong. It's what works best for your body. But interestingly enough, 
um, there are certain people based on their SNP, so those SNPs, it's a genetic mutation, that they actually can't go grain-free because they can't make these key B vitamins. So um, sometimes when I'm working with clients and they are really struggling being gluten and grains-free, if we reintroduce some grains, sometimes they'll feel a whole lot better. So just one of those like nerdy science things that I like to interject. Oh, Kelly tolerates awesome. this for me. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm like, I just want to interject that little factoid. <laughs> oh, you should. That's awesome. And yeah. uh, I, speaking of awesome, I hope you got to look at the desserts. Those ooey gooey I, brownies I, are wonderful. They're, everything mm-hmm. is low in sugar. There's no white flour in the book. We use almond flour, which is incredible, coconut flour. So well, it's really I good. did write down the almond flour chocolate cake looked pretty spectacular. Oh, that was spectacular. <laughs> and then I noticed, you know, you were using one of my favorite um, nutrient-dense foods. So I'm a huge proponent of maca, oh, um, cool. especially, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, ooh, um, maca is uh, Peruvian ginseng. And so it's a, it's a tuber. It grows in the ground, um, but can be hugely beneficial for women if they are um, still menstruating, can be helpful in the follicular phase of the first half of the menstrual cycle, but can be used by women that are no longer menstruating as well, but can be helpful for energy um, balancing, you know, hot flashes if people are experiencing that. But obviously you want to work with a practitioner that, that has experience working with it. But I, I think it's a pretty magical herb and um, can also boost libido. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's funny because, yeah, we talk about maca in the book. And mm-hmm. um, Diana Stobo, who is wonderful, she's written some great books. She shared a creamsicle bliss dairy-free milkshake with maca. And this is, I'd say, if somebody wants a treat, uh, vanilla mm-hmm. coconut milk ice cream, which I love, uh, squeezed orange juice, maca powder, and vanilla. And you just blend it. It's so good. And then Tess Masters, who a lot of people know as the blender girl, she shared some recipes as well. So that was super cool. That's Very awesome. cool. Yeah, it was um, fun. Do you have any other favorite recipes? Let's see. Some of my other favorite recipes. I'm I love uh, Thai food. So there's a, a chicken Thai. I'm trying to remember the exact name of this. Uh, it's wrapped in lettuce, of course. Oh, the Thai chicken mm-hmm. tacos with peanut sauce. Those are lettuce mm, wrapped. Those are really good. There's also a wonderful spicy Japanese eggplant, which I really really like. And then there's a farmer's market salad that is delicious. And there's a wonderful vinaigrette with that that's really tasty. And the other thing, too, is I love, like I mentioned earlier, I love the way she does spices. So in the roasted beet salad, she uses smoked paprika and cinnamon. I am such a fan of smoked paprika. And the cinnamon Mm. combination, you think, what? That sounds, yeah, but then you put it on the beets, and it's just so yummy. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. And beets are so good for your gallbladder. So if you're, you know, eating more healthy fats, it can help you, um, you know, break down and emulsify the fats so that you can better digest them. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of fats, I, uh, there's a whole (laughs) chapter, sorry, I'm going to keep going back to fats. There's a whole chapter on skincare. And I have to say, people comment on my skin regularly and I'm 51 and. Oh, you look amazing. I would never know. Oh, (laughs) Thank you. you never know. Um, That's amazing. And I should just say, forget it. I'm 45. Um, but anyway, no, it really <laughs> makes a difference in my skin, eating the fats. And although I keep having all these weird nightmares about my hair, I, I'm overdue for a haircut. So I'm, <laughs> like I wake up, my hair is like puffy and blue. And then it's like so big, I can't fit through the door. And I'm like, I just got to get the haircut and just get these, you know, weird hair thoughts out of my mind. Well, but better I'm super to have hair than, than not. Care. 
That yeah. is a good point. And I'm sorry. Now, Kelly, you were going to say something. I apologize. I got oh, too no, excited you're about fine. the fats again. <laughs> no, I was just I was going to go off on the fats too. So I think one thing that's important to keep in mind is as we shift, especially if we've been eating a really low fat diet, as we shift to a higher fat diet, the, it takes the body a second to kind of catch up. So I love mm-hmm. that you're including things that help with the gallbladder function like beets to kind of encourage the body to help digest those fats. Oh, that's really good. Well, what what do you recommend, though, for people? Now I'm going to be so I'm like, I'm going back to being an interviewer. So <laughs> tell us, Kelly, <laughs> what do you recommend in terms of adding fat? Because that's really good. That's something I didn't touch on, which I think is really important because I'm so used to like, I can eat all this fat. But what about people who are new to that? Well, I guess my approach is just at telling people to kind of integrate things slowly to mm-hmm. just take their time and, you know, not start with taking two tablespoons of coconut oil per oh, day goodness. right out of the... Right out. <laughs> and, and I think people can jump on the ketogenic diets pretty quickly and have a bad reaction in part because of that. It's just too much of a shift to incorporate that much fat into your body if you haven't had it regularly, not to mention the whole uh, bio-individuality piece and the genetic predispositions for potentially not being able to digest the fat. So I think it's always better to ease into it and to vary the types of fats that you're adding to. So Absolutely. not just to rely on coconut oil or avocado oil or oil. Um, uh, yeah. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks 
called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. With five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Any other type of oil, but just to really use a broad spectrum of them in small amounts. My husband made the mistake with the coconut oil. Because I told him you should eat coconut oil every day, and I, I forgot because I did know I should tell him to start with like a half a teaspoon. He had like two tablespoons to put in a smoothie, and he felt so sick to his stomach. I yeah, felt and it could also it could also be you know when people start really increasing their fats, there's the can they break down their fats? That's right. that's you know question number one, and there are some genetic components to that. But, you know, if your gallbladder has not has has gotten lazy or sluggish, if you're eating a standard American diet, and you've been getting, you know, rancid, nasty fats, you know, canola oil, soy, bean oil, and all that garbage, um, your gallbladder gets lazy. And so sometimes you need gallbladder support to actually properly break down your fat. So, you know, as Kelly said, making sure your portion sizes are in check. Um, You know, one of the big healthy fats that I see a lot of people using right now is MCT oil. And not everyone tolerates large quantities of that, um, i.e. they get disaster pants, which no one wants. And I'm going to try not to giggle while saying that. I'll um, giggle so, for you. That's really I'm funny. Yeah. Up over here. I, I know. I've got all I have, pants. It's just too funny. I know. I'm no, like, no. And I'm the only woman in... No, no, no. I'm the only woman in my house. Everyone else are boys. So, you know, for me, it's like toilet humor is a is a mainstay of my existence. But the point being, it's, you know, can you break your fats down quantity of fats. So sometimes people go overboard. And when you say fats, you know, uh, the best way to explain it is that some people, their body takes longer to digest food. And certainly as they age, that can become more problematic. So not everyone can metabolize properly an entire avocado. You know, some people may be able to tolerate a quarter of an avocado and I let them let their, um, their hunger be a cue for whether or not that's the right um, quantity of fat. So lots of healthy fats are great, but they're also calorically dense. So I always say, you know, just start off slowly, like Kelly mentioned, um, and just keep your portion sizes in check because what can also happen is people who are trying to lose weight eat a lot more fat and they just don't realize it's calorically dense. So you can't eat like a bag of nuts and think that's going to be ultimately beneficial. You have to keep your portion sizes in check. You are very right. Yesterday, I went a little mm-hmm. crazy with the cashews. And yeah, <laughs> I was like, this bag was so big. What happened? <laughs> well, I got some super dark chocolate chips. Oh, my gosh. And you mix the two together. I was just in heaven. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God. but then I didn't eat. I had that in the morning thing. I just have a little. And all of a sudden, I looked at the bag. I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't eat lunch till like 4 o'clock. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Not my best day, but. It was very delicious as as a treat. 
You know, I wanted to um, make sure I just bring this up because I think sometimes it, it it's, you know, people overlook it. But one of the things that I'm most proud of the book is that uh, I included information on unhealed trauma because mm-hmm. I think we can eat all the vegetables we want but mm-hmm. and fruits and eat all the healthy fat. But if we're dealing with unhealed trauma, sexual abuse or other kinds of trauma and that's making it difficult for us to be intimate, then that's something that needs to be addressed. So Margaret Paul is the... Uh, the creator of something called inner bonding and it's just a really great way to get in touch with with yourself and, and to parent yourself and nurture yourself and i just think that's so important especially right now with with everything going on and there's being more awareness about these issues absolutely and you know it's interesting i was tell, kelly and i have a tendency that the night before we do a, a batch of podcasts we'll texting back and forth and uh, there was something in the book, um, and I, I want to circle back to what you mentioned about the trauma piece. There was something in the book that I found, or two things that I found really curious. One was vaginal kung fu, oh, um, yes. and the other one was the, was the jade egg. And I, and I said to Kelly, I probably should mention that I have a jade egg. Um, so I found Ooh. that really fascinating because I know that sometimes people... Um, you know, I think Americans as a whole tend to be a little puritanical about sexuality. So um, I, I was curious when I saw that. I was like, oh, I think that's awesome. I'm glad you included that. Oh, good. Now, if it's not too much information, how do, do you like your jade egg? Do you find that it helps with vaginal orgasms or strength or if, I mean, um, with strength? Because it's interesting. I, and I don't remember the woman's name. I think what got me curious was there was a woman who I guess has a vagina that's very strong and and she was talking about how much she can she can oh, lift with her Kimonami. vagina. She's amazing. Yes. Yes, and I, I thought I found that fascinating and being the curious person that I am I was like, "Oh, well, you know, I'll get one and explained the you know explained it all to my husband because he was kind of like I don't know what that's for and he just explained um you know what it does and I you know I find it interesting I think that whole sexuality piece where people um many women are still uncomfortable with their bodies and and touching their bodies and so um yes I think it definitely helps with tone and strength and orgasms um in a you know proactive way but certainly it's the kind of thing that um, I find a lot of people are very uncomfortable talking about. So I'm glad that you brought it up in a in a very kind of proactive, healthy way. Oh, good. Yeah, I really wish that wasn't the case. It bums me out. I mean, I have some people who won't interview me based on the title of the book, even though we explain it's not about dirty sex. They're like, well, I don't even want to say that out loud. It's like, that's really oh. too bad because there's so much good information. And if we all remain in the dark, we're not going to learn. And there might be a woman out there who really, or many women out there who their hormones are off or they need mm-hmm. something to strengthen their vaginal muscle. And they, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, there's just so many yeah. things that they're going to miss out on. So I'm so glad that you gals are up for chatting about it. Uh, and well, I do think masturbation, the big M word is so important. I mean, it, it is, is really important. Well, yeah. it's the only way to figure out what you want, what you like. Um, exactly. And I, I know that <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> I'm sure Kelly talks to a lot of her patients about, you know, these kinds of issues too. But I, I find that a lot of women are embarrassed. I know I get a lot of messages on social media asking me to do videos about libido. And oh. uh, the, the ironic thing is, um, and Facebook is where I typically do my videos for the most part. When I do videos about sexuality, the guys feel like they can't interact because they don't want to be inappropriate and the women are too embarrassed to so they'll message me so instead of messaging me in the thread so everyone can see it I just get a slew of (laughs) messages uh on uh, private messages which you know I'm I'm fine to receive that's absolutely fine but I, I think we just need to understand that sexuality is a part of just being a human being and it shouldn't be any different than talking about 
you know, a low libido or a lackluster libido or too much libido defined, however that's defined, um, shouldn't be uh, something people are embarrassed about. It should be no different than saying I get a headache every once in a while. Um, and unfortunately, we just we're conditioned to, to not talk about it. And it should only be private. And um, I just find that silly. Oh, I do too. Well, it's good that they reach out though, even though, and, and you can tell them about my book. They do. I will. <laughs> I absolutely will with your, with your great photos and the great recipes. I think there's really yes. good information in there. Oh, absolutely. One thing that we sort of glossed over that I think we would be remiss if we did not go back and talk about was vaginal Kung Fu. We can't really say yeah. that without <laughs> explaining what that is, please. Yeah, that is true. Well, I have to say I found Kim Anami. She's amazing. Look her up on Instagram, her pictures, the things that she can hang from her vagina. Like there's a... That sort of sounds really funny. Um, it's, so you put the you put the egg in, and then it has like a little string, and then you can attach things to it. So she can have like a gallon of water or whatever else she has. It just it's a way to strengthen. So you start out with a jade egg, and that's something. It's a smooth egg you put inside, and then you. You kind of squeeze against it as if you're doing a Kegel exercise. If you know what Kegels are, you just sort of, like I'm doing one now as we talk, um, you kind of squeeze. You can feel the inner squeeze of your vagina. And then with the vaginal kung fu is you eventually can hang something very small from it and then kind of work your way up. But what she's doing is just insane. In yeah, a good it's way. pretty. Like, wow. Yeah, you got to Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not doing any vaginal kung fu. There's no weightlifting no. <laughs> for my vagina in my house. No. Um, yeah. But I, I that what I was taught about jade eggs is that you initially wear them at night, and then mm-hmm. you get comfortable and you can wear them during the day. Um, so there's a whole process to it. But I think there are far more people doing it. They're just not talking right. about it. But yes, the vaginal kung fu is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just interesting. I mean, weightlifting is so good for us. So why not yes. give our vagina a chance? Uh, well lisa you presented us with so much great information but if we had to boil it down to just two tips that you would want to give our listeners about how they can improve their health what would those two tips be wow my two tips the first one would be and this is in the book would be find your why I think it's mm-hmm. so important to know the reason that you want to do this. I think for some, you know, sometimes like, oh, my reunion's coming up and I want to lose weight. But that that's kind of fleeting. And then, you know, it's it's not, I think you need something bigger. Like for me, you know, I'll be 52 this year and I still want to look good and I still like to work out for aesthetic reasons. But there's also this, I want to be functional. I don't want to mm-hmm. be, you know, I want to be 80 and still walking around. I mean, my, my father-in-law is 85 He's at his 10th year at baseball fantasy camp, playing baseball with guys half his age for a oh week. Gosh. He rides his awesome. bike around. He's amazing. I, I, I want to be able to get off get up off a chair without being in pain. I'd like to walk without being hunched over. I want to, you know, so the, so that's why you got to find your why. I think it's so important. And then the other thing, once you find your why, and I'm, you know, this is not original, but just that consistency and also finding some, and tying in with that, you have to find something you enjoy doing, obviously, because otherwise you're not going to do it. Or... I'm not a big fan of yoga, but I started doing it enough where I found some joy in it because I like the way I felt afterwards or I like the way, you know, it changed my body. And, and so I think you have to be able to try something out and look for something you enjoy unless there's, you know, something clear where like jump rope, yay, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and eat your flavonoids. How about that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know you have a very, very busy, um, busy life, and we appreciate you carving out a little bit of time for us this afternoon. Oh, this was the best. You gals are amazing. 
If you oh, ever need a third you. co-host, I want to be with you, really. I mean, you got, <laughs> no, I'm learning so much. <laughs> I know, two's company and three's a crowd, but still, I'd be quiet, I swear, sometimes. <laughs> no, we're, we're a good balance for one another, for sure. But we, we absolutely enjoyed having you on. It's a pleasure. That was super fun. Is it okay if I share my site? Absolutely. Yeah, please. All right. Where can we find you? Uh, yeah. CleanEatingDirtySex.com and It's Your Health with LisaDavis.com has all of my shows as, as well. Awesome. Thank you again. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, gals. That was super fun. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.